0: Clearing cyclone debris away from Hawke's Bay beaches, rivers and bridges is costing up to $16 million a month, according to the Regional Council and Silt Recovery Task Force. It's dealt with about 150,000 tonnes of wood washed up around the region, either stacking it into piles, chipping, shredding or burning it so beaches can be used and more bad weather doesn't wash it back out to sea. But the budget is about to run dry and the problem is a long way from being solved, with with an initial deadline of May 2024 for clean-up completion. Well, joining us now is the task force lead, Darren De Klerk. Kia ora, Darren.
1: Kia ora, Lisa. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, first off, what did the weekend weather do in terms of the problems you're facing?
1: Uh, so it was obviously a, a lot worse uh, in the Wairoa district uh, than it was in, in Napier and Hastings. And, uh, yeah, we did see some further wood get washed up onto beaches and river mouths in, in Wairoa.
0: Can you give us a bit of perspective about how much more work there is to do with this?
1: Sure. So the, the task force I look after is obviously silt or sediment and debris, and debris covers wood and waste and all sorts of um, product that was kind of engulfed following Cyclone Gabriel. Um, so far we've shifted uh, over 1.3 million cubic metres of silt and sediment and around 150,000 tonnes of wee debris uh, as well as the the waste and the general debris that we're managing as well, so pretty significant when you think Olympic-sized swimming pools around two and a half thousand cubic metres.
0: And how much more do you have to clean up?
1: Uh, well, it's a bit of a staged process. So the work we're doing currently with the woody debris is that we're getting it um, as far away from. Uh, you know the high tide mark on beaches uh, and then in rivers getting away from kind of the riverbanks and and again uh, areas where it can remobilize back out and cause further damage and then we've obviously got to manage and deal with the product so that's where you either burn, chip, uh, cart it away Um, and all of that obviously comes at a cost and then when you have events like we've had over the last weekend it adds more wood to our pile of work that we have to do.
0: How much money have you got left and is it going to cover what you need to do?
1: It certainly won't, no, um, and that's part of the adv- advocacy work that we've been doing uh, for some time now. We were allocated, and really grateful for it, $70.6 uh, million in May from the government, and we've had two $10 million installments since then, um, and that's dealing with all of the silt and city debris, uh, debris work, and then we've also had a, a what they call a woody debris fund looking at upper catchment wood, and that's uh, administered through MPI. So two allotments of funds, but uh, certainly not enough to get the job done properly.
0: How much are you going to need, do you know?
1: Well, our estimates today, um, we think another $60 million to get through this, the remaining jobs of silt and debris.
0: So almost um, the same again, Darren. Almost yeah, the same yeah. again.
1: Yeah, well, when we, when we ran the numbers back in March in the early days, um, we estimated around $200 million to to uh, yeah, make a meaningful impact. I guess we're never going to pick it all up. We've got to realise that. Um, some of it's going to have to stay on land and how do we manage that with, with landowners is a big part of what we're doing.
0: And the thing is, what if it just keeps coming back? You spend all that money, and the problem doesn't go away.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely, that's a risk. Um, you know, it's a risk for every every event that we have while we're working through the recovery process, um, and that's something you know our teams are acutely aware of, and, and obviously brings a lot of anxiety to community in general. Um, But, yeah, it's it's obviously how do we get... The focus for us is how do we help landowners get land back to some production? How do we get uh, safety back into our community so they can use beaches? How do we minimise the risk of remobilising the material so it doesn't damage other infrastructure? And, um, yeah, a lot of things to think about.
0: In terms of the silt, are there any nasties in that?
1: Uh, Pleasingly to date, you know, we've done thousands of tests. So we test approximately every 500 cubic metres of the silt that we manage and... Uh, apart from some localised uh, results, uh, the, for the most part, no, we have it uh, hasn't been elevated.
0: So I'm wondering about summer, because you're neck of the woods. People like to go there, enjoy the beaches all the way up to mm. Mahia, a lot of camping. Uh, is it in any condition for that this year? <laughs> uh,
1: well, uh, we were making headway and we'd um, done a fair bit of work in, in Mahia, Taylor's Bay, and Opotama. Um, and a few other beaches, unfortunately this weekend I understand has brought a, another big uh, load of material onto Mahia, so that'll add to the workload that we're working through. Um, yeah, plenty of the other beaches, we've made good inroads, but it's it's certainly a long road um, of recovery. Obviously the other thing with the drier weather, and although we haven't seen it yet, but the El Niño that's forecast is, is obviously will bring dust risk as well, and that's something we're acutely aware of too.
0: Okay, so inroads to recovery, um, are you telling people to come and visit those areas? Can you still swim at Mahia? Will you have it cleaned up by Christmas?
1: Yeah, we're working really hard. You know, next week we're actually we're due to start a, a bit of a chipping, uh, mulching operation with the wood that we'd stacked or, at Mahir. Um, And that was to, again, with the focus to try and get it everywhere as open as possible so that people can come and enjoy, you know, a wonderful coastline and wonderful holiday parks and the likes. Um, but yeah, we obviously get setbacks with what we've seen over the weekend, but we'll continue to work hard, challenge obviously is funding, um, and we'll keep working and pushing the funding as far as we can, um, and advocating obviously for for more.
0: So no guarantees, those beaches will be clear by Christmas?
1: Uh, no, no, no concrete guarantee, but we'll try yeah. our utmost uh, to get them open.
0: Have you started conversations with the new government yet about your ongoing funding?
1: Yeah, the, the, I mean, just yes, the region as a whole. We've got a recovery agency operating out of Hawke's Bay. They're working pretty hard with incoming government, um, and briefing them and making sure that they understand uh, where, where you know where the funding needed and what it's needed for. So yeah, we're working pretty hard.
0: Hey, just before you go, Darren, do you know anything about the damage of all of this sort of slopping around in the water off the coast in terms of fishing and marine life?
1: No, unfortunately, I don't. Um, I know there's some studies going on in that space, but um, not, not in my um, bit of work that I'm looking after.
0: Appreciate your time, Darren. That is Darren de Klerk, who is the task force lead there. That is for cleaning up the woody debris and silt, which is still spread through Hawke's Bay. Um, and as you heard there, Mahia on the peninsula there.